The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. For all your football needs and basketball, baseball hoops, Hale Varsity Magazine. Get that subscription. Get the digital bundle. HaleVarsity.com backslash offer. Managing editor with Hale Varsity, Brandon Vogel, joining us from his palatial football office. Vogues, what's the, uh, what's the logo on the camo hat, man? Uh, it's just an artifact bag company out of Omaha. So, maker of fine bags and hats. Rich mahogany and plush leather, too, I would assume. Actually, their bags do have very uh, rich, rich leather, I guess. Maybe we'll combine the two. <laughs> How about Vogel with a free shout out here? <laughs> oh, I just uh, uh, yeah. Vogue's Vogue's has a sweet hat about every uh, every appearance. So I had to had to ask about that. So Elijah and I were, were trying to, to get our, our not ink, but pencil out and, uh, and and write out the starting five of the offensive line with the uh, the addition of uh, Walter Rouse. A lot to ground to cover here with the, the two assistants talking and Kevin Warren off to your Chicago Bears. But I want to start with Rouse and get your take here on, I guess, uh, the, the Brandon Vogel starting five year way, way before spring ball even starts. Um, how, uh, how much has the radar uh, increased here on what the O-line potential could be for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, Rouse, pretty big get uh, in terms of the experience, you know, thinking about a perspective starting five there honestly i might feel the best about two of the the transfers uh in terms of sliding them in browse i would guess i would put him maybe at left tackle to start though he could play right um and maybe scott at center i mean center is the one where nebraska obviously has kind of a a hole to fill Mm -hmm. one to one um so i think scott makes a lot of sense there Rouse at tackle. Uh, Nebraska has plenty of options there with returning players. Um, hasn't quite seen the results, so it wouldn't be a surprise to me at all if, if Rouse, with the amount he played at Stanford, honorable mention all conference, took one of those tackle spots. Uh, you get Newley back uh, at guard. I think I would pencil him in if I had to at one of those spots. And really, that's about as much as I kind of feel good about. Um, you'd have a number of options then at for for right guard, and we'll call it right tackle, for for lack of a better term. Um, maybe it would put Corcoran on top at right right tackle. Yeah, right guard. I think feels pretty open. Um, also, you know, another thing with thinking about the offensive line. Being year one, being under a new staff, like it's it's tough to go young up there. But you look at look at the roster the other day, and, and two of those freshmen, Gatula and Newt, said are both listed at three hundred pounds already. Um, like 
they're Walter Rouse size right now. Uh, if you know, we'll see what it looks like when they show up and by the time you get through all of off season and into fall camp. But if you're going to play early uh, on the O line, kind of year one in a coaching change year uh, is is probably the prime time to do that. I wouldn't say it's likely, but it does feel like it's not outside the realm of possibility. Brandon Vogel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio in. Vogues, I didn't get a chance to say this last segment, but I'm going to say it now because it's something that's been on my mind, and that's that the the return of Nuradine Nueli I think is more important than either of the two transfer portal additions in, in Scott and Rouse, at least so far, with what he brought, a stabilizing force at left guard two seasons ago. The Huskers, I, I feel like, definitely missed him last year with as much rotation as there was at the left guard spot, and I think he may have even flown under the radar his first season at Nebraska. Is that a fair assessment that, you know what, the return of, of Nuruddin could be more important than anyone they could get in the transfer portal. I don't know if it's more important, but I think it's in the discussion. And I think it's, it's a lot harder to look at that and say, Hey, don't, don't miss this piece of it. Cause I agree with you. I think it was pretty important. Um, <clears throat> looking at how that, that line performed this past year, you know, that's not all due to his absence, but I think it was, it was a factor. And, you know, with his situation, I still think back to, like, how he personally handled that, putting that information out of, like, hey, this was my mistake. Um, And, like, I think you're going to have a pretty hungry player who is ready to come back and, you know, showed those flashes early on to even get that job and then keep it uh, in in 2021. You're going to have a hungry player. And I think you're going to see that by the time we get to get to the games in the fall. And I think a factor that some people may forget is the fact that he spent all last football season not having to deal with injuries throughout the rigors of a Big Ten season. It was just weight room and practice field for him all season long, working on his craft. I feel like we might see a, a new and improved version of him that, uh, again, after missing all last year, might fly under the radar up until week one. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. Um, you know, yeah, you always you always hope you can make it through the offseason without, without injuries anywhere. Um, and that would that would certainly be one where you hope you you avoid that because, like you said, you, you do have that benefit of he could he had all of the time to focus on whatever he needed to focus on, whether that was strength, whether that was technique, um, some combination thereof. I'm sure. So it's um, it's a pretty pretty ideal circumstances, I think, for getting him back. Brandon Vogel joins us from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter is where you follow him. Vogue's uh, early impression here of E.J. Barthel and, and Evan Cooper, they both spoke today. Uh, they have kept up the, uh, well, the, the energy uh, tag that has been associated with uh, much of Coach Rule's staff. Yeah, absolutely. I was pretty excited to hear from these two in tandem specifically you know barthel kind of an interesting story coming coming over from yukon like yukon had a really good season and out of nowhere season and but still you know a lot of the college football landscape isn't paying a lot of attention to yukon until they they have to um so that was kind of a, a little bit of an off the radar pick at least for me when i when i was thinking about it and that's always intriguing and you know, he, he came across to, to me as a really measured and engaging, likable uh, coach. And <clears throat> I kind of expected that for from Cooper. He was probably the assistant I was most excited to hear about based on the things that we were reading and seeing from him in the lead up to this point. And uh, 
he definitely checked all those those boxes for me. He's a, he's a little bit wry. Uh, you can tell that the bind is always kind of kind of going. And when he says you know things like he likes to to grind film, but he also loves recruiting, but he also loves thinking about it from a draft perspective. Like it's it's easy for that to come across in in his words, um, which isn't always the case, you know, with with coaches or just people in general. So. I was, if I was a recruit, I, I, I was buying from, from both of those guys. And that was just based on a press conference. Folks, is it fair to say that these two coaches are, are probably the two that walk into Nebraska with the most talent already in their room? You can make an argument for linebackers as well, but when you look at each side of the ball, it really feels like secondary and running back are, have the most returning talent of any of the position groups on the team. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, you know, one of the things that, that stuck out about uh, EJ's time at the podium as he was kind of running through and making sure he he had something to say about uh, each of the running backs. You know, when he mentioned Ramirez Johnson, a player he knew prior to to Nebraska, he mentioned elite speed, which you know I, we know Ramirez fast. I don't know if like based on what we've seen from him at Nebraska, that would have been the first thing to come out of my mouth. So that certainly kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit with him. Um, made me think, you know. Hey, this is a guy who knew him before, before getting to Lincoln. Uh, he's been somebody we've kind of heard is like on his way, on his way. Uh, didn't see it this year, which I think was the year we expected to see it most. So maybe 2023 will be the season where, where Ramir finally gets a little bit more of a role. And then, you know, Cooper talking about <clears throat> the the secondary, that one surprised me less because of, I, I agree. Like, I think there is NFL talent there. And I do think it's a good range of, kind of player types, player sizes, um, and, and a good mix of, of experience and, and young talent. So wasn't surprised at all there. You know, if, if we had to choose one or the other, I'm probably taking the secondary as, you know, maybe a little a little head in that race, but it's close. Vogues, a couple minutes here. Kevin Warren, his time as commissioner. Uh, what do you remember most? Do you remember the addition or the let's pause? <laughs> um, uh, I think the addition is going to have to to be the, the top line, or the, the headline for, for whatever Kevin, Kevin Ward retrospective I'm, I'm writing in, in the Big Ten. I'm not planning to write one, but if, if I were, that's, that's it. It's, it's that plus the, the new Big Ten deal. I mean, we knew the Big Ten was going to get, was going to get its money somewhere somehow that one's a little bit more kind of we'll, we'll see how it goes um you know the big 10 is getting its money <clears throat> not gonna be on espn which is you know interesting so we'll see how that plays out i think for a lot of people maybe those you know who aren't nebraska fans who may take the hey remember when you paused football and <laughs> everyone here hated it um in your your first couple of months on the job um i think how that big 10 deal shakes out um, from a non-monetary standpoint, from a, you know, attention and, and all of those things piece of it will go a long way to kind of retroactively defining that, that war and tenure in the big 10. Yeah. Because I think you make a good point. I think as of right now that the, the COVID handling may loom larger than it will in 10 years, that may just be a, a footnote on the Wikipedia page. But when you look at this move to the Chicago bears, feels like a bit of a weird move except to get into the NFL but it feels weirdly almost lateral 
with with money and attention and, and and whatnot. Do you think that he's eventually you know trying to angle his way in and be the guy to replace Roger Goodell? Is that the that end game here for Kevin Warren trying to make a move like this? I think it could be um, because I would agree in terms of like prestige. Maybe there's not much difference either way in terms of power. You know, you're running one of the two most powerful conferences in college mm-hmm. athletics. Uh, so maybe edge Big Ten on that one, to be honest. But, I, you know, I, I kind of my read on that was you know, he came from the NFL. He might just be an NFL guy. And, and when he came in um, with the pandemic shutdowns and having to deal with that, renegotiate the TV deal, uh, the, the beginning of NIL, the transfer portal becoming what it is it is today. It was this really shifting landscape in just those three years that, that Warren had in the Big Ten. Um, so if he came in to that to that Big Ten job thinking, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm ready to take a crack at this, you get into those waters and they may not have been, the, well, they definitely weren't the waters you were totally expecting. Uh, going back to the NFL, it's a little bit more, you know what to expect. Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity. Add Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. His book with John Cook, Dream Like a Champion, and read him with HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Vogues will check in Saturday morning. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, bud. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys.